0: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that it's-a me, Sifpop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! i'm your i'm your host aaron dicer and each week we'll chat about movies tv and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds and please welcome our guest this week we believe she's the future we believe her story will make us want to talk movies but a podcast is just a podcast it's
1: alice until somebody starts speaking into a mic just
0: had to finish the line that's right a microphone is just a microphone
1: <laughs> Until someone starts, I will say when that happened, I was like, That's a good line. No wonder they used it.
0: <laughs> uh, my mic. I want to talk into my mic. Is that the? No, no, that's not it. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got uh, Air, which we're kind of referencing right now. And then we've got Super yeah. Mario Brothers movie that we will chat about uh, a little bit at, uh, on this one as well. Um, how are you, Alice? It's just you and me today. How are things going? How's I know.
1: life? i yeah, it's good. It's good. Like, life is finally calming down a little bit. It's been, it's why I haven't been on in a while. You know, had a big Europe trip and then came back and I was like, why don't I change everything and get a new job? And then, and then things just, then all of a sudden it's, you know, almost a, uh, May or it's April, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, it, the year's already almost like it, we're getting halfway. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Ah, life. So, but otherwise, it's, it's perfectly fine.
0: Well, it's absolutely. <laughs> (laughs) wonderful to have you back on the show Uh, Mm -hmm. we have missed you immensely always good to hear your voice and your opinions Mm -hmm. on pop culture what was your favorite part of your Europe trip you only get to pick one
1: (sighs) I think the thing I've been saying is when we went to Pompeii so we finished our trip in Italy Um, for those of you don't know I'm Italian this was me bringing my partner home Uh, for the first time to visit my family in Florence. and Then we went around Italy and a little bit of France. We finished in Rome and while we were there, I was like, well, I've always been obsessed with ancient history. He loves Pompeii. We need to go on a day trip. And it had the worst weather. (laughs) It was like the hardest rain you've ever seen. It was so intense. My partner's um, umbrella got completely broken. But on the plus side, because of that, there was – basically no one in the entirety of Pompeii and so we kind of had the place to ourselves and you know the rain was coming in spurts so we were like we've traveled here from Australia we are staying we can't reschedule this and it was fascinating like I've obviously learned about it a lot but I didn't realize how modern of a society like it was before it got, you know, <laughs> evaporated by, um, <laughs> by you know, the volcano. But, like, for example, they had takeaway shops. Um, they ha- were very modern in their thinking around, you know, like, sexuality and also just politics. But also they had, like, sliding doors, like, to shut up shop, and you could still see the grades. They invented sidewalks. Um, they also had, like, the first wood fire oven, and it was just – It was bizarre, because it's not, you know, you think all this, like, 2,000-year-old stuff is going to be cordoned off, and you can't touch- It's -hmm. it's not. You can all touch everything, and it was just bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre, and they haven't even finished uncovering it all, so I loved it. It was so fascinating, Um, and then, obviously, you know, it was really, like- I don't know what the word is, but it was just very intense to see, you know, the the people who have been kind of re put together with the cast and stuff, and see them in their final moments. And we saw a horse, and um, and all the you know bits that were found as well, like all the different like pieces of pottery and stuff. And yeah, I was oh, it was so fascinating. If you can make your way to Pompeii and book like we did, like a two hour guided tour, and then we just kind of explored ourselves for the rest of the day, can recommend for sure.
0: I thought you were going to say when it was pouring rain that it was okay because at least you weren't covered in ash. Uh, yeah. I, thought, I thought that's where you were headed. Uh, that too. But, that but too. yes, but yes. Uh, yeah. Sounds amazing. I do hope to get to Europe someday. Um, that'll mm-hmm. be a lot, a lot of fun. But for today, I am not going to Europe, but I might go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh dear. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mamma mia. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. Ah! while working underground to fix a water main brooklyn plumbers and brothers mario and luigi are transported down a mysterious pipe and wander into a magical new world but when the brothers are separated mario embarks on a quest to find luigi now alice you mentioned you are from italy um let's start first with the controversy shall we how how hard was it for you to see Chris Pratt appropriate your culture? Uh, let's, let's let's really get into the brass tacks.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Look, was it a hate crime? Wait, who's to say? Um, not for us to say. I w- not for. Well, yeah, exactly. More more for the nonnas. Um, but I I will say when it was announced that he was going to be Mario, I think no one was like, That's a great choice. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Setting aside any negativity, there was nobody on the other end being like, you know what? (laughs) Stellar choice with Chris Pratt. Nicely done. (laughs) When I I think Mario, I think Chris (laughs) Pratt. Yes.
1: No, especially because, you know, uh, I actually found out that he was originally meant to be the voice of Sonic in the movies, but then he turned Mm. it down to be Mario. So I was a bit relieved that instead of he didn't. Get to be Sonic because I think that Ben Schwartz is perfect, perfect. for Sonic. Yeah. yeah, perfect. But um, and I oh my gosh, I was like oh gosh, we could have had Chris Pratt. But then I was like oh no. But then everyone else around him seemed to be well cast, especially Jack Black. So I was like okay, well, supposedly he's been working on this voice, and then the first trailer <laughs> came out, and I was like oh no, that's not the voice. <laughs> and then I was like it's okay. Everything else might be really good and then there'll be Chris Pratt. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's uh,
0: okay. Well we'll get we'll get more into the nitty-gritty, but we do want to start off with in general. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay?
1: I actually ended up on I'd say the high side of liked it.
0: Ooh, high side of liked it. Yep. Alice having a good time at uh, Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie. I I ended up with it's just okay. Um Oh I I started I my starting place was what's much less kind than yours, but uh, but I talked <laughs> to myself into some things. We'll, 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 we'll okay. chat about it here shortly. But I do want to hear from you since you uh, you seem to really enjoy it. So tell me about yeah. uh, how that worked for you, what you enjoyed.
1: I mean, look, it's not going to win any Oscars,
0: but... <laughs> you know a movie's great when the first sentence of the review <laughs> is, don't count on the Oscars, guys.
1: But... Okay, and this is what I mean when I landed on a high side of liked it. Did it have its problems, which we'll get to? Absolutely. Was it perfect? No. But it was what a Mario movie was going to be. You know, this the actual... There isn't really any lore to the game because my... uh, Of course, as I've mentioned here before, my partner's a big gamer. All of his friends are. So I've kind of, you know, through osmosis absorbed a lot. And obviously, I went with some of them to go see the movie. And uh, they kind of mentioned, you know, I was like, okay, but what happens with this in the story in the game? And they're like, there is no story in the game. He just is an Italian plumber who goes
0: off <laughs> peach. beach. That's in the fact, story. A lot of the story is just stuff yeah. that was made up by uh, Miyamoto to, yeah. to be able to fit it into the game. Like, oh, they're underground. Or, you know, there are pipes around. I guess they're yeah. plumbers. Or yeah. oh, he's a tiny little pixelized human. I better put a mustache on him so that you can tell yeah. where his nose end and his mouth begins, <laughs> Literally. you know? Um, Literally. So.
1: Because I was asking them about... Um, uh, different characters in the in the games uh like Wario and Waluigi because mm-hmm. we were like, oh you know where could they kind of show up eventually and I was like so what ha- like how did they show up in the game? And they're like they they just showed up. <laughs>
0: I was yeah, like There's no lore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay that explains so much. And so I think given all of that and obviously the fact that they've had to modernize some elements because you can't just have Peach be the damsel in distress who gets
0: kidnapped and has mm-hmm. to be saved by Mario um, Even- know it's like the basic <laughs> premise of every Mario game but yes I know <laughs>
1: But I do respect that they were like, that ain't going to fly in a movie. Uh-huh. You cannot yeah. do that. She's the only girl. <laughs> like, uh-huh. You cannot do that. Um, I, just, I, I just really had such a good time. It was, you know, a quick 92 minutes. I had so much fun. And the actual element that really impressed me, that kept almost pulling me out because I was like, oh, wow, was the animation. I thought the animation was beautiful. Like, I thought it was so well done and so specific to the the subject, um, and I just kind of kept loving just looking at the world as it got put together. So that's some initial thoughts from me. Also, Jack Black as Bowser. He did not. He, he, he brought it. He definitely didn't disappoint, that's for sure. He was I, Jack Black as Bowser.
0: Best <laughs> casting, best performance of the movie, right? Like, I mean. Yes, it's oh, 100%. Just- and and I feel like he's having a lot of fun. I feel like the movie knows how to mm-hmm. use him. I don't feel like the movie knows how to use everybody else. Um, no. Even Charlie Day, who's a really funny guy, uh, as Luigi, just kind of felt underutilized. Like, didn't really have a lot of that Charlie Day spark that I love or wit or sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And um, everything I say will, will just slide into negatives. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> That's okay. But it does <laughs> seem to okay. me, it seems to me that that's part of my issue with the movie is it just it, it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't really have much of a point of view or much of a sense of humor or like every everything it's doing is is just right on the surface just you know right yeah. there um so. I will say,
1: except for I feel the the one thing where I was really like, oh, that really, that kind of is keeping me here emotionally is the Mario and Luigi relationship. Like, I didn't think I'd care, honestly, going mm-hmm. in. I've never cared about Luigi. Luigi's always been, you know, whenever you're playing Mario Kart, no one ever picks Luigi. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually really felt for their relationship and I really wanted them to succeed. And I was like, oh, I love them as brothers. Um, And like, yeah, not to get into negatives early, but... That is the one thing that I actually wanted more of. Like, I understand it's a night, it's, you know, only 90 minutes and it's meant for kids or whatever, but I did feel the one thing that was extremely noticeable was the pacing um, was very off. It was very quick. Where I was like, okay, I guess we're on our way here now. Um, <laughs> and that you didn't really sit and develop the relationships because I felt that. You know, the filmmakers were like, ah, we all know you, you guys know what happened. You know, where Mario and Peach end up, you know, where Luigi and Ma- you know what happens, you know, the dynamics. We're just going to k- get there, you know, we're not going to spend. But the elements we spent time on were Bowser and I felt Mario and Luigi. And so those were the parts that really kind of stood out to me um, and I really enjoyed as a result, for sure.
0: Yeah, I I do have some things I liked. Uh, Primary Mm. among them, I think the references in this movie. um, I mean, aside from absolutely drowning in them, I mean, just (laughs) I don't like. I think you could do an actual scientific study on Easter (laughs) eggs. Uh, It's appropriate this movie came out uh, Easter weekend. (laughs) Uh, because you could do a scientific study on Easter eggs in movies, and I think once they were all counted, this movie would beat every single other movie ever. I cannot think of a movie that has been this jam-packed with references in Easter eggs. Ready Player One? Ready Player One is has a lot, but there are huge chunks of that movie that are story-based. Yeah, you know? That's true. This, every single scene in this movie... Is a different video game with a hundred different <laughs> redi- references. Like there are yeah. so many of them. Ha- having said that, in what feels like a negative way, uh, yeah. <laughs> they do really well with the references. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, as a Nintendo lover, I've been a Nintendo kid since the NES baby. Like that. I like I am dead center in the grew up with Nintendo world. Right. I had the NES, I had the Super NES, I had the N64, I had the GameCube, I had the uh, the um, Wii, I had the Wii U. Like, I've, I've had them all. I've got a Switch. Like, you know, I'm a Nintendo yeah. kid, right? <laughs> Uh, The references that it's making to Mario Kart, Luigi's Mansion, uh, different Mario games, Luna from the Mm -hmm. Galaxy games, like all these references, the Donkey Kong stuff with the barrels and even Smash and super. Yeah, they're super Smash Brothers moves uh, that they're putting on each other, uh, like finishing moves like all of these references are really well thought out. Like they 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 serve the purpose they're intended to serve, which is that little jolt of, you know, oh I I know what th- I get that reference. You know, um it mm. is it is literally 90 minutes of just playing the Captain America I understood that reference meme like that's what this that's what this movie was for me. Oh and the it,
1: music for me was so intense with that where I was like we can yeah. have a different score. It doesn't all just have to be the same. <laughs> Six pieces of score.
0: Yeah, well in this in this is the cognitive dissonance, right? This is the tug in mm. the pull of a movie like this is you can say at the same time You handled your references well, but did it really have to be all references? And I Mm -hmm. guess what I would say to that will lead me into my other positive, which is I think this is one of the best kids movies I've seen in a long time. And when I say that, I don't mean uh, movies that are for the whole family where everybody in the family can enjoy them on a different level. I mean, this is a kids movie like like the the screening I went to. There were lots of kids with parents. And they were having a blast. They loved it so much. This movie is going to make almost two hundred million dollars this weekend. Mm. Uh, it is insane how much families are eating up this movie, and I think there's a good reason for that. A lot of it is yes, Nintendo uh, has been strangely absent in this you know world for a while. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but I was lo-
1: literally sitting in the theater beforehand, and I was like, I am shocked that there hasn't been a Zelda movie. Yeah. Like I am, or or a TV show. Like mm-hmm. that is the Nintendo thing that actually has a story and has lore. Or Metroid. And
0: Metroid would be a or, great or one. Or
1: Metroid. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Because I was like, well, I don't think Kirby can have a movie. <laughs> I just, I'm like,
0: I don't Kirby could think... have a movie. For sure Kirby could have a <laughs> movie.
1: <laughs> what is the Kirby movie going
0: to be? <laughs> well, just I can, hear you, I can guarantee and you I one around. thing uh it, it it will suck uh that that is the <laughs> <laughs> that is the one guarantee <laughs> but i
1: thank you
0: thank you um, that's what i do
1: but but like i i just was like i am cuz that's you know the i would it's not equal to mario obviously in infamy but it is well known it's very well known in fact in breath of the wild when it came out and everyone was obsessed with it and now the sequels coming out and i was like that would be such a great, like, show. Honestly, they could do a show on that and it would be like a HBO level sort mm-hmm. of show. Um, but I also know that N- Nintendo is the most intense when it comes to protection of its IP and yeah. how, you know, it's represented. And so that's probably why they probably were like, we'll see how this one does and then we'll decide. I mean, the only thing so. they've put out
0: there is Pokemon, right? Uh, yeah, like the, literally. Yeah. Uh, Pet, uh, not pet detective. That's Ace Ventura. Detective uh, Pikachu. Detect- <laughs> detective Pikachu. Um, yeah. So yeah. So and that's pretty much it. Since like they tried the terrible Mario Brothers movie from a while back. Yep. But, um, yep. which so, this is better than, <laughs> yes, say. low bar, but yes, you are absolutely <laughs> correct. You're absolutely correct. So, so not only are I think there's this huge space for it, I also think mm-hmm. they nailed the childishness of it. Um, mm-hmm. which that word has negative connotations, but in this connotation, I just mean the movie is childish in the right ways. Um, it's accessible for children, uh, it's really fun for children. Uh, it also doesn't rely on, like, junior high childish humor. Like, there's not a lot of fart Like, jokes toilet humor. Toilet yes, humor.
1: That was literally going to be one of my points because I, if there's one type of humor I cannot stand, it's toilet humor. Like, I just find it so, like, la- don't get me wrong. It definitely has its place. I love Shrek as much as the next girl. But, like, it it just, when it's overloaded and we all know, look the fact that this is illumination and it made its name on minions i was like oh no i don't want toilet humor in my mm-hmm. mario movie it obviously like yes there are a couple of points but the points in which it is make sense and are funny and it didn't have it like where every single character is doing it you know in every bit like i was i was really surprised i was i was pleasantly surprised by that for especially sure
0: especially considering they're plumbers you know like yeah. i mean it's <laughs> It's right there, and they still didn't go there, you know? They still didn't go there. I mean, they knew fixed the toilet at one point, and there is, you know.
1: Oh, my gosh. That scene was so funny, though. I was laughing so hard. I thought it was so – you know what it is? This movie was – you're right. It is definitely, like, a great kids' movie, and I always feel a bit iffy about saying that because it's like, oh, but movies, you know – it's a good kids movie, maybe not as good for adults. And like, maybe that's Mm -hmm. a negative or something. But sometimes movies can just be for kids. There's nothing wrong with that. And if it's still enjoyable, like I'm a- It used to be that way all the
0: time, Alice. There used to be all kinds of movies that were just for kids. Exactly.
1: And like, I'm a 29 year old and I still really, I had a good time. And actually it's funny because you mentioned you were in a theater full of children. Mm -hmm. I think there was one family in the theater I was. And it was the most packed theater I've been in In a very, very long time. Like, people Mm -hmm. were sitting in the front row, and that hasn't happened in ages. And everyone in there was around my age. And people, I'm not even joking, clapped at the end of this movie. Like, me and my, we were like, okay, well, come on, guys, let's calm down. It's not, (laughs) it's not like, yes, we all had fun, but let's, let's all just just take it 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 back a notch. Yeah. Yeah. But um, people were like laughing and like getting into it. And I think especially people that are you know nintendo kids and have been wanting something mario for a long time will have you know if they kind of just you're just going to kind of let it take you and just enjoy it it's only it's a 90 minute ride you know you're gonna have fun if you barely makes 90
0: minutes it's a nice short movie yeah
1: yeah, which, I mean, on on the flip side, I, I wouldn't have minded a little bit of extra time just to help <laughs> create a bit more of an emotional core there. But um, I will say as well, with the references, like, yes, it is reference galore. However, it did actually... I'm surprised they, they kind of didn't put every single character from the Mario lore in this. Like, they didn't have, you know, some major, major characters uh, show up at all. Or, like, you know... From, at all in the story, as it were. <laughs> and, um, and that- That and, character I mean, is actually in
0: the movie too, though, for well, a second.
1: The, the type of character. Yes. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair,
0: fair. But
1: not just that character. Like, you know, I'm talking other ones um, that are very big, very popular characters that games exist around. And they're not in this at all. And obviously, they're going to be kept for, you know, a sequel if, if and when they happen. Uh, and I was re- I was relieved. I'm like they're just focusing on the the core Mario group. And then if this is successful, I'm certain there'll be a sequel. There'll be I mean it's definitely opening doors for like companion movies for you know a movie about Donkey Kong, a Luigi's Mansion a specific Smash Brothers movie, movie. like a sm- oh my god, a Smash Brothers movie. And then you know if it's successful, they're going to do a crossover between Sonic and Mario. Like it's oh, it could definitely sure. happen. Yeah. Could definitely. And then people will just die. People like. (laughs) really into into those games and have that childhood they're just going to get so excited the game cinematic universe you know
0: yeah uh well i mean the it's no longer if it's successful this this movie is already Mm. a behemoth uh so we'll we'll see where it goes there will definitely be uh like you said more opportunities to explore other things it makes sense for the second game to be based on what the after credit scene seems to indicate it Mm -hmm. would because that's what the second game introduces as well, uh, a lot of mm. that. So, um, so yeah. So there's there's some things that I think will happen on that uh, on that regard. The final thing I want to say on the positive side. See, I do have positives. <laughs> I have a lot of positives. Here.
1: That's good. And, and
0: these are the things that when I look at, they're kind of the main things. And so that's why it kind mm. of brings me up to this movie's okay. It's okay. Like I'm mm. I'm I'm fine with this movie. I don't feel like I have to tear it apart. Um, but the final one is the way this movie visualizes and uh, enacts the gameplay of the mm-hmm. Mario games within the universe is so good. It's mm. it, it really understands what makes those games fun to look at and fun to play. Um, and, uh, yeah, the when Peach sets up the first trial or or whatever, yeah. I'm just like, that's a great scene. That's just really, yeah. really cool. And there were several moments in that that I, I really felt deep in my soul uh, as someone who has played many levels of many Mario games. So, yep. so I want to give a shout I out felt, to that as I well. felt
1: just as frustrated as I do whenever Toby's like, do you want to play? Do you want to play? And then I start playing it because I'm not a platformer girl. And so <laughs> that's kind of what Mario is. And so every time I started playing it and I'm just like... Oh, it's stupid! I can't jump over the <laughs> stupid thing. I did feel that in myself. <laughs> did feel that moment.
0: Uh, so, yes. All right, I'm going to move us into more direct negatives. That's okay. um, let's, let's just start here. This movie's terrible. Uh, it is it, it is a terrible. It is terrible Aaron. as a as a film. This is not a great film. The story's terrible. The character work is terrible. You mentioned the brother thing. Okay, maybe I'll give you a little bit of the the brothers, but every other carry like there's I don't know what I'm supposed to be uh rooting for, interested in. It doesn't seem in it, the movie itself doesn't seem interested in those things. Um it is it is just a series of references based around a very uh shaky structure of a story. And yeah, as a as a movie, uh I didn't find it uh necessarily funny. I didn't think the humor was really on oh, point I in laughed. it. Um, I, I had fun. So, I found it funny. It's not, it's not clever. You're such a
1: grump. You're such a grump, Aaron. Come on. It was it's fun. It's subversive.
0: Like, there's just, there's nothing say, interesting going on.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Anything else? <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's through.
0: It's okay. Yeah. We, I got to it's okay because there's some fun you can have, but it's just a yeah. terrible movie.
1: <laughs> Look, when we walked out of the theater, we, my group, you know, we were standing around we were like, was it amazing? No. Did it have its problems? Yes. Did I have fun? And would I see a sequel? Yes. Like that is pretty much what the consensus was. Because absolutely, a normal film like it had it had plenty. The story isn't even really finished. It just kind of ends, and you're like, uh-huh. wait, what? what? You know what I'm talking about? that bit, We were like, wait, what happened? What do you mean? It's kind of the credits. This, what's happened to this place and this place? That was a pretty big deal. Uh-huh. And it's just yes. like, la la. You know, and then there were other elements brought up, say, uh, character backstories that was like, ah, yes, this is a pretty big revelation about me. And then it's just never touched never on again. Never touched
0: again. <laughs> Never mentioned one more time, Alice. It's like, oh, we're doing the typical character backstory. Excited to see where this character's arc ends. No, the arc never begins. It's just all backstory.
1: Yeah, which I've almost found funny. Because I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, Just, you know, I think they knew what they were making. They were like, we're making a Mario movie. There isn't really a story. We're going to try and piece one together. Mm -hmm. I also have to say, like... The entirety of this movie, I laughed, but it was that sort of like, oh my God, that's so stupid. And then I laughed, mm-hmm. you know, and that was kind of, which I mean, yes, is is it a great movie? No. Is it a good movie? Well, it depends on your perspective, you know, like- Am I going to sit around and be like, oh, I can't wait to go see it in the movies again? No. But if I'm in, like, if I'm sick and I'm at home and I just want to watch something fun, I would probably put this on. I'd say that if you're an adult, that's where you're going to land. If you have kids, you're set. Like, that is, you know, your, your 90 oh, minutes yeah. of freedom. They're going to have the best time ever. Yeah. Um and I will I will also say I loved the fact Bowser's entire motivation, my favourite part of the entire movie. It was, again, so stupid, but it was so funny. And so, yes, look, it wasn't intelligent. It was illumination. Look, what do we expect? This isn't Disney here. We're not in Pixar life. We're in illumination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to know what you're getting. Like- this isn't a box. A life is a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You're good. You know exactly what you're going to yes. get. And if yeah. you like Mario, you'll enjoy it. You'll have some fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, life is a box of hammers. You know exactly what yep. you're going to get. And uh, I, I think the other thing about the humor is when I would laugh at something or have mm-hmm. the instinct. Oh, that's kind of funny. Whoever that came from that character would do that same joke 40 times before the movie was over. The same yeah. exact joke with just different words. And that goes for Luna. That goes for the the dog who I thought was funny the first time. And yeah. then by the third, you know, the 30th time, I'm going, okay, I, I get it. The, you know, the dog hates the Mario brothers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Saw that joke. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and it did that with every character, you know? Um, yeah. So whether it be Bowser pining for Peach or whatever it is, Mm. and it's just like, uh, find humor outside of those same exact areas uh, with each character, I guess, is what I I wanted a little bit more out of it.
1: No, I do. I do agree. Like, I will say the catchphrases, if you're worried, there's not going to be the Mario catchphrases (laughs) Worry not, because I think they did a slow motion version of Mamma Mia about mm-hmm. three times yep. in the movie. Like, yep. I th- we were talking about it later on and we're like, do you think that In the editing bay, they're like, oh, it'd be funny if this happened. And then they put it in multiple parts of the movie and then forgot to take out all the other ones and just kept (laughs) them all in. Because after, especially that last one, I was like, I swear I just saw this. Like, I swear I just saw this 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also say the use of music, like not score of the soundtrack. I was like, did they just go, okay, what are the top 10 most popular soundtrack songs that have been used in every single movie since the beginning of time? Uh, cool. We'll buy all of those. And then what we'll a use them in the soundtrack. movie.
0: Yeah, what a weird soundtrack. Yeah. W- when the pop songs came on, It's like, okay, we're take on me right now. Like, what, yeah. is, go- what is going on?
1: Yeah, and that actually really, really annoyed uh, my, my like, partner and his friends and stuff because they were like, the, the you know, the Donkey Kong music is so great. They're like, it's so amazing. And they put this stupid song over it. And I was like, I'm just having a fun time. I like this song. It's fun. Yeah. Although all I was doing was going, wow, their music supervisor must have had so much money at their disposal to yeah. get all these songs. But I will say they were also the most unoriginal songs in mm. a movie ever because it also yeah. didn't really make sense with their choices it was just more like people like this song yeah okay put it in and then i was like okay well all right this is i've seen this before in about Fifty other kids movies (laughs) Uh uh-huh
0: yeah exactly um I don't know that I have a lot more to say about this Uh, I will re-mention since I just uh did spend a little bit of time kind of tearing the movie apart at the end of the day it's fine it's okay Mm. like I think this movie is accomplishing many of the things it sets out to accomplish specifically it's entertaining families and children in a big way and people are having fun with it and how do you argue against that like go have fun like you don't have yeah. to, you don't have to make an Oscar worthy movie to, uh, to find purpose. Um, yeah. so I'm glad, I'm glad people are enjoying it. I, I also have admitted to enjoying certain parts of this movie. So, um, <laughs> admitted against your will, <laughs> against held down will. at gunpoint. That's right. <laughs> it's like, yes, I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't so, want Nintendo to be mad at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I do not. Not at all. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say. There is a post credit scene. Um, we already kind of uh, alluded to that. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, one is kind of a post credit sketch. The other is kind of a sequel baiting uh, post credit yeah. scene. Um, yeah So you can stick around for those if you want. Any final words, Alice? Look,
1: just don't go in with a critic's brain. Go in with your inner child. That's that's all you have to know. Is like it. It's just for fun. That's it. Not every movie was designed to win awards or get, you know, green, rotten, to- or get, sorry, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Some movies were just made. And honestly, if these were the kind of movies that were being brought out that were just meant to be fun and silly and not say, the stupid Transformers movies or anything, or like Fast and the Furious, I'd be way happier. I would rather this kind of movie than those kind of movies. Um, this could be famous last words because there could be like 10 sequels after this and then I might want to just cry. So we yeah. shall see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I look forward to uh, the Cart and the Marioist uh, <laughs> series of movies. Uh, all right, there you go. That is the... I always said the Super Mario Super Show. That's the old cartoon. Uh, that is the Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, weirdly enough, kind of a recommend.
1: Oh, weirdly and uh, Chris Pratt—not the worst part of the movie. Totally forgot to mention him.
0: <laughs> well, I think I, I think because he's kind of the least mentionable part of the movie. Like he, yeah, he he's, he's fine. fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Guess what, everybody? <laughs> Chris Pratt. He's fine. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Um, All right, let's move on to our next review. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about air. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down. Our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA all-star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. Sonny Vaccaro and Nike pursue basketball rookie Michael Jordan, creating a partnership that revolutionizes the world of sports in contemporary culture. Uh, this is Ben Affleck in the director's chair and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck writing a movie. Let's go. Uh, always, good to, always good to see those guys working together. Um, I'm curious. What did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just Okay.
1: It's a good week for movies for me, Aaron. I really liked this one. i okay. I don't know if I'm. I don't think I learned on loved. I mean, I just saw it last night, so you got to give me at least twenty four hours. But mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. I had a really good time.
0: I loved this movie. Uh, I I think I think these guys. I think these guys just know how to write a really engaging story and it's it's really interesting because there's not a lot of shock and surprise here we you know I, I mean I guess we I know what I, happens I, I, w- I will ask you i mean it, it's mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is a worldwide sports figure. I'm curious as to your your where your knowledge of Jordan started uh like you know what your experience with the Michael Jordan thing has been in your life because you're much younger than wow. I am um, Wow.
1: So. Well, Aaron, uh, my gym bag is a sh- is a Chicago Bulls bag. That's so- wild. <laughs> So I'm I'm a Bulls girl. I'm a Bulls girl. I have been. My dad is a big, like basketball is my sport. When I've been um, growing up, I went to States. I played basketball all my life. I love basketball. And Michael Jordan, of course, was like growing up. I loved him. idolized him. My dad is really into basketball. So that kind of is where it originated. My gym bags, my dad's old gym bag that now I use. So it's been passed down. Um, and so, and the bulls and like everything about it, I love basketball. So I was very keen for this one.
0: (laughs) It's, it's wild to me because I think it speaks to just the absolute ubiquity of Michael Jordan, because Mm. I mean, I know you come to it through, through your dad, you you know, partially, but I mean, you were born when he was finishing up his second run of titles. You know what I mean? Like in the mid 90s, like you, you were born in the mid 90s when he was kind of finishing up his, his life as a superstar winning championships. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and
1: then Space Jam happened and it was amazing.
0: (laughs) And you live on the other side of the planet. Yep. Uh, Like, it's just, it's, it's wild to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And yet I'm not surprised and you're not the only one. And I think that, you know, this movie touches on. Uh, how impressive that is. And also specifically this movie touches on how impressive it is to kind of foresee that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, for these characters to believe that so much that they were willing to do what they did. And that's what makes this story interesting. It has a very clear, understandable, compelling through line for the plot. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is very underrated in movies anymore. I think movies think it's much more about set pieces and Mm. big moments and those kind of things. Does this movie have big moments? Of course it does. But those big moments don't mean as much if it doesn't just have that solid – you know, point A to point B, here's what we're doing uh, kind of thing. And
1: and the big moments aren't, like, big set pieces, you know what I mean? They're, right. they're big emotional and big character moments. Like, that's- and, and actually, I read a piece of trivia last night, which was very interesting. So, originally, this film was going to be straight release on Amazon Prime. Like, this wasn't going to be released in theatres. But the test scores were so high that Amazon was like, well, we need to release this in theatres. Mm-hmm. So- just goes to show because it felt when even when it was coming out I was like really exclusive to theater?" this feels like it should be in uh, you know especially because the Tetris movie just came out and I was like that's sure. kind of the same sort of vibe um and then I just and then I went in and I was like okay well let's go see what this is and especially because this is Ben Affleck's first directorial debut that is not a crime thriller or like in that sort of vein this is his first you know not like tension for a more positive reason no death and mayhem um and it was like he did i I mean ben affleck he's a good director like and it's nice to be reminded of that and to see that talent happen and then him and matt damon are excellent when they work together they really do create magic and it is just so great to kind of see it continue so long into their careers
0: and they know how to write for each other and Mm -hmm. um i think uh Ben is not afraid of playing these quirky, weird characters. Um, And Phil Knight was a quirky, weird person. I don't mean that Mm -hmm. as a pejorative, by the way. I love quirky, weird people. I am one of them. Um, And so it's, it's fun to see him do that. And then Matt Damon, he just does this thing where... He just oh, has charismatic. This, yeah. I mean, his, his Riz levels are off the charts. Uh, like he is so charismatic. Um, mm. and, and it's wild because he also plays that guy that's just like probably a little bit of a, you know, could be a loser at life, get stepped on a little bit, but, you know, underneath, they just kind of know what's going on, and, you know, you just... Some of those scenes, I just... I bought it. I just bought so Mm -hmm. much of what he's doing in this. I also think it's worth mentioning Viola Davis uh, in this Mm -hmm. is Michael Jordan's mom. You may not go into this realizing we're not really telling the story of how Michael Jordan picked Nike. We're telling the story about how Dolores uh, Jordan picked Nike, and um, that's... That adds a really interesting flavor because we don't know Dolores Jordan as well as we know Michael. Um, so yeah. um, I found all Which of that I thought, really compelling.
1: Yeah, I thought that that was a really interesting way to tell the story. Because I'll be honest, when the trailers were coming out, I was, I was worried. Like, I was interested because it looked good. But I was like, oh, no, don't tell me that this is going to be... I was worried about the white savior thing. I really mm-hmm, was. Sure. I was like, don't tell me they're going to make it out that, like, these guys are the reason for Michael Jordan. You know, I was I was just like. And then the only thing that made me hopeful was the fact that Viola Davis was in this movie. Because, um, you know, we all know that, you know, since the help has come out, she's turned around and been like, I probably shouldn't have done that. And there's been a lot of reflection on that movie. And I'm like, surely she wouldn't do it again. Like, surely there's something else happening here. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was. It's not about how Nike made Michael Jordan or is the reason for his success. In fact, it's literally quite almost the opposite. It's about how Michael Jordan, he was going to be the star. He was going Mm -hmm. to be the one. Maybe not everyone saw it quite yet, but I mean, we all know now who Michael Jordan is. But at the time, he was primed to become who he ends up being. And so it was really about how he... His decision and his family's decision is the, is created a revolution in sports, in athlete deals, and in just also Nike's presence in the market. And it was more about how Michael helped Nike, not the other way around. And that was a really great positioning for me. I really enjoyed that as a different way of telling what is typically the direction they go for a sports biopic, especially. So I really enjoyed that.
0: I'm so excited to see this again. I love so Mm. many scenes in this movie. I love it when a movie captures me because of its dialogue and because of Mm. like the tete-a-tete scenes and the speeches. Uh, There are a couple tear-jerking speeches speeches. in this. Uh, Great, so good. There's some really fun scenes between Chris Messina as uh, Jordan's agent and Matt (laughs) Damon.
1: Oh my god, Uh, that was great. They're so good.
0: Uh, I think Jason Bateman is great in everything he's done and he's so good here. I wanted
1: to bring him up. He was actually, I think because everyone's like, oh yeah, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Matt Damon. But I really, really liked Jason Bateman. He is such a great actor. He's so Mm -hmm. great. He's so good at when he's in a role, he always does an excellent job. And he has a really touching, not speech, but definitely moment uh, where he kind of explains his uh, perspective and- I couldn't look away the entire time. So like It's not a showy moment. It's nothing crazy. It's not the big moment of the movie, but it was just a character moment. And I really was like, it felt real, everything about it. And I was like, wow, I just oh, I love Jason Bateman. He's so good.
0: It's It's one of those moments that catches you off guard because you think it's kind of one thing. But then you realize he's kind of calling a friend on the carpet. And But he's doing it with such grace, like he's doing it with the real ability of, you know, it's just something you don't see enough, uh, not just in Mm. movies, but in real life of, you know, people resolving conflict or, uh, you know, finding a way through disagreements or seeing things differently. And uh, yeah, I thought Jason Bateman was great. Uh, Matthew Mm -hmm. Marr uh, plays the designer, the shoe designer, Mm. and has some of the funniest moments in this movie. I just think there's there's this movie is just so well balanced. It's just so mm-hmm. well balanced with the humor and the uh, emotion in the story, and man, just great stories told greatly. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's always it's always gonna win uh, for I me. I
1: wonder if this film's gonna be remembered come Oscars time because this feels like a movie that should be. You know, I mean, I don't know what else is coming out this year. We're only in April, but mm-hmm. everything about it. feels felt like it should be. And I mean, we just proved this time last year, Everything Everywhere came out and <laughs> that was definitely but Everything
0: Everywhere is flashy and, yeah. um, and kind of genre changing bending. Like, you know, mm. there's a lot of like interesting things to keep that going. What makes me think it might be in the discussion is more Coda. Uh, Coda won mm. two years ago. Coda came out early and Coda is kind of mm. like this where it's just more... Just a great story with some heartstring stuff. Um, so I, I I think there's a possibility. It's just so hard to know mm. uh, what will happen. I will certainly mm-hmm. keep it on my uh, my list. I really don't have much negative to say about this. I loved this movie. What what are some of your yeah. negatives?
1: Um, well, actually, really quick, before we go into negatives, I have one more thing I wanted to mention is that this was like, it was filmed on film. Like it wasn't filmed digitally And about halfway through the movie, I realized, I was like, oh, my gosh, I literally feel like I'm watching a movie not set in the 80s, made in the 80s. Like, Mm -hmm. everything about it, the way it's shot, the way the scenes work, the dialogue, the character work, every- I was just like, this- I feel like I'm in the 80s watching a movie that's at the cinemas right now, and- I really liked that because I think it helped absorb me further into the story, which isn't something, you know, that typically happens as much anymore. And I I just loved the technical crafting behind it, which is not, again, something that you hear about much when it's this kind of movie. Generally, it's the big, big, like, movies where it's like, oh, the set design, the costumes, blah, blah, blah. But in this, it's like... It was all very well thought out and very carefully crafted. And you could see the love behind the camera in the decisions, including the fact that it was shot on film. Um, and I really appreciated that. And so I wanted to call that out for sure.
0: It's interesting. Uh, you mentioned the 80s thing and, and you also <laughs> mentioned Tetris, which I won't go too mm. much into this because we may we may still review this on, on the show. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. We just haven't gotten around to Tetris yet. But I think they are nice... Uh, comparison movies, I think so many of the things that this movie does well, Tetris does not do well, and mm. so many of the nostalgia hits with the music are perfectly used here, whereas they feel gimmicky in tetris. you know what i mean like it's it 's one of those examples of movies that are kind of trying to do the same thing. Tell the story of mm. uh, big success you know in in the the eighties um, and mm. landing the right deal at the right time. Um, and I just, this, this one, I think is the one that, that understands a lot of that stuff. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Do you have uh, anything else you want to mention before we move on? Yeah.
1: So I do have, I don't know if it's a negative, It's more. It got distracting for me after a while, Uh, and I understand why it happened. I'm trying to say it without saying spoilers, but there's there's an important character to this entire story who isn't present in the way that you might typically think them to be present in a movie like this. They are specifically left out of the – and are not shown, as it were, right – and I thought that was a very interesting choice. And for me, particularly towards the end, it was something that got a little distracting um, because I was like, why aren't they showing this person or like, why, why are they specifically hiding? And I like, again, I understand why I, I do. I see the point. It's just something that felt I felt distracted about three quarters of the way through. And then I pulled myself back and it was fine. But it was something that was enough for me to mention. If that makes sense, uh,
0: I understand what you're saying. I completely disagree. I think it's one of the best choices the movie makes. Um, I, I I think it would be. I think it would have been terrible to to uh, show that character. I don't know. I don't know why we're talking around. I think everybody knows what we're saying. But <laughs> but but I think once once you do that, the movie just changes. It just becomes mm. very distracting. Um, mm. In ways that it, that it doesn't have to be. So I think it's a great choice. Um,
1: yeah, don't get me wrong. I get it. And I think that it works because you're right. It would have gotten to, I don't think it should have been like a, oh, they're the main, the third main character or anything like that, right? I just think there was a moment in the movie where I was like, oh, and this is where they're going to show up. Like, this is the moment. And then it didn't. And I was just like,
0: oh, okay. But they're in and the then movie. I just,
1: yeah (laughs) I mean they are in the movie like that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying
0: and if you do anything else you can't really do that right like yeah well yeah
1: once that bit popped up I was like uh but before that I was like Okay, well just like you'll sit so obvious that that is happening. Also, I don't this is not a con, but um the when at the end, you know, you have your like where are they now moments and oh my god, just so much money. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> I was
0: like, "What?" Uh, Alice, like, you're struggling with capitalism right now. Struggling, struggling uh, a little bit with capitalism. Passive
1: income. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want a month of that. Like, yeah. Anyway, just a, so just, a little,
0: just, just like point zero 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 one percent passive income. That's of, of what. Just that's it. That's it. Just,
1: that'll be great. So yeah. Uh, that's all I yeah, need. That'd be great. That's all I need. But yeah, I, I will say, i'm like that. wow. Yeah. Well, good job, Dolores, is what I'll, <laughs> say, what I'll say. He should, like, the, the, the mum really just, she did the correct thing. That negotiation is better than any agents ever negotiated for their client, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, that And then final thing as well, I actually really like the almost Tarantino-esque chapter use with the um, the kind of, like, tenets tenets of nike throughout the sure. movie i thought that was a really interesting creative choice and i really enjoyed that
0: there are some there are some really fun mm. creative choices here mm. um amidst, amidst the fun dialogue choices and character yeah. choices and um it's a fun movie it's a fun movie to watch like i said i can't wait to watch it again i'm, I'm really excited yeah. to revisit uh this Stick movie your
1: kids in mario and then you guys can go <laughs> see air either way wb's gonna make money they're happy
0: that's <laughs> right either way either way <laughs> yeah. uh well there you go that is air it is in theaters as well before we head on to the best ever challenge just a thank you to our sift pop members you guys are the best really appreciate you you keep the podcast going and the website going. Uh, we could not do it without you. If you're curious about the um, the perks, all that fun stuff, like last week we did a, a bonus show of uh, Andrew did a, a D&D campaign with Ian and I, a short D&D campaign. Ooh. So uh, you can check that out in your members only podcast feed. All of that is at Patreon, patreon.com siftpop all right, uh, Best Ever Challenge. Now, Alice, one time you were on, we did Best Ever Movie Set in Italy in honor mm-hmm. of your Italian heritage. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we have another Italian character in a movie today. So I'm let's go back a to theme. it. Uh, best Ever Italian Protagonist Movies. Uh, mm-hmm. So these are the Best Ever movies that have a prominent Italian char- character. They don't necessarily have to have been born in Italy, but are clearly of uh, Italian descent. So,
1: okay. Cuz this is something I thought because in the in email and everything that you sent out it said it's descent and I'm like, so, do they have to not be Italian but have come from people that are Italian no, and so it could I Ah, uh, Okay. My my list would be slightly different. That's okay. I I can, do I, can it.
0: yeah, it's Alice, right. I can change it. You want some, some time? Yeah. It's all right it's done. It's changed. I'm done. I'm already done. There's just one specifically.
1: I'm done. I'm done. I just, there was just one movie I wanted to include. And then I was like, no. And then I did. So it's fine. Great.
0: Good job. Good job. (laughs) All right. We will go number five to number one. If you've got it higher then we will. Uh, We will trump the picks when they are higher. So we can talk about them at their highest. Start us off at your number five, Alice.
1: My number five is Brooklyn. The movie with Sergio Ronan. uh, I
0: love that movie.
1: Yeah, it is that one. Yeah, well, you're gonna find a lot on this movie on this list that you might not have think thought of because there are a lot of obvious movies that should go on this list (laughs) that your girl has not seen yet. (laughs) So, (laughs) so that is why. But yeah, I I loved Brooklyn. I think that's just again one of those movies where it's just a quiet story about two people that meet and fall in love at a time in America and it is beautiful I remember loving it so much the year it came out I watched it a few times and oh it's just so it's just so nice you know sometimes you just want a nice movie and this is a nice movie and it's romantic um and Sergio Ronan is amazing as always so can recommend for sure
0: uh, I am so glad you brought up Brooklyn. Brooklyn is so underrated, underseen, just nobody talks about it enough. Um, and Saoirse Ronan is so good in it. And you're right, it's just a great movie to watch. Um mm-hmm. yeah, big recommend for for me on that one as well. So good call. Brooklyn is a great call. Thank you uh my number five is Don John uh number five uh the Joseph Gordon Levitt character uh, Oh, I thought
1: that was the one you were talking about I couldn't remember I was like surely that's not the movie oh yeah that's a fun movie I forgot he's Italian
0: yeah uh I think Scarlett Johansson's character is as well I think they they both kind of come from Italian families and the idea of this movie and why I fell in love with it um, it's a movie about porn it's a movie about um, kind of the addiction to porn but mm. it's also a movie that does this really interesting comparison of how pornography uh, pornography affects uh, in stereotypically a male's view on a relationship. And then counterbalances that with how rom-coms and romance affects a female's view, uh, stereotypically again mm-hmm. of uh you know male-female relationships. And so it's I really thought that was not only interesting, but kind of important because mm. I think it's it's easy enough to be like Oh, why do you why do you believe that's not that's not really sex? You know that's not sex. Like that's not you know that's that's porn that's yeah. not sex. And at the same time, we're much lighter on. Do you really believe that's relationships? Do you really believe mm. the movies? You know the the Sleepless in Seattle that that's real? Do you think that's <laughs> yeah. real? You know, so there's this this idea that I think the movie uh, plays with that's really really interesting. Um, and I think Joseph Gordon Levitt directed it, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes,
1: he did. Um, I remember because it was a big that was like a big selling point of the movie when it came out
0: yeah yeah so i found it to be uh brutally honest um and uh, and really interesting so i wanted to mention don john at my number
1: five Mm. and written by him
0: yeah yeah that as well uh all right uh number four what do you got alice
1: Okay, this is the one that I quickly swapped in. Um so because it's new and because I loved it so much, uh Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio because yes, the entire it's thing is extremely Italian. Um and I okay, so As a Florentine, for those who don't know, um, Carlo Collodi, who created Pinocchio, is from Florence. So it's like the big thing from Florence. Mm -hmm. I mean, besides the obvious, like, Da Vinci and Michelangelo (laughs) and Medici and stuff. But I mean, in terms of, like, recent history, Pinocchio is originated in Florence. And so because of that, it's always been connected to me. And I've had to study it tons of times growing up. And I cannot stand Pinocchio as a character I hate him so much I've never enjoyed him I've always found him to be the most irritating little boy ever and so especially in the origin of the book like when you read the book I was like oh you suck so color me surprised when I watched the the new one when when I watched Guillermo del Toro's version and it was just magical it kind of reawakened the story for for me I loved the interpretation and the reimagining of the setting and the story like the specific moments that we all know um, you know 10 times over of the original Pinocchio story and from the movie and etc and it actually for the first time made me not realize, but made me believe the fact that this is just a little boy trying to realize, like understand what human humanity is and where he fits and going through all these emotions. And it didn't make me irritated by it. It made me, it made me feel for him. I actually really appreciated the relationships and the, and I mean, as well, the animation is just stunning like absolutely mm-hmm. stunning and i just i love that he didn't just do a adaptation of the story as we know it because we all know it it's boring we've seen it a million times this was so nice especially setting it in mussolini's italy something that is still recent memory for many alive italians today and so i yeah it's just brilliant i'm so happy that it exists and honestly it's probably my favorite adaptation of the pinocchio story so nice
0: yeah. Uh, i really love it as well great choice great Mm -hmm. choice uh my number four is probably the most obvious answer to this question that one could give uh but it is a great movie godfather is my uh Uh, sorry i didn't mean to call one of your picks obvious uh (laughs) all right so uh on to your number three then
1: my number three is Silver Linings Playbook because Interesting. the main character and his family are very obviously Italian. His name is Pat Solitano. They specifically talk about Italian elements in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have Robert De Niro playing your dad, I mean, that, that that's an Italian family. There you, right go. There. There um, you go. So I, I so love Silver Linings Playbook. I don't know why. It's just one of those movies that every single time I watch it, I so thoroughly enjoy it, especially because it came out at my time when I was really, really like a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence, like massive fan, the kind of level of fan that I am now for Florence Pugh at the time I was, and I still am to an extent um, Jennifer Lawrence. And so I was very excited when this movie came out. It's unfortunate that this film then gave way to American Hustle, but we don't enjoy, but we don't need to talk about that. Um,
0: And (laughs) It's funny. I think American Hustle is better than Silver Linings Playbook.
1: (gasps) Oh! Blasphemous.
0: No, (laughs) I just think it's a better movie. What? Yeah.
1: Aaron, what are you doing? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's
0: not. I love
1: Silver Lighting's Playbook. It's such a good movie, Uh, Uh and it's got Chris Tucker in it, like in Air. So, like in Air, yeah. I had to. I had to bring it up. Well, I I really like it. And people out there listening who haven't seen either, don't listen to Aaron Silverlightings'
0: playbook. I didn't say it was bad. I just yeah. said I liked one another movie better. That doesn't mean it's a bad nah. movie. Okay.
1: Well, I. It's really good. I love the um, exploration of mental health and relationships and how it's not just you know it, when somebody is suffering as a result of mental illness. There are elements that could be manifested or um, just kind of shown in or present, I should say, in their family and their relationships that haven't been obviously labeled. And this idea of labeling and working through it. And then obviously, the it's just a fun underdog story as well. So, yeah, I really like Silver Linings Playbook.
0: Can there you mind. go. Silver Linings Playbook in at number three. Uh, my number three uh, is the second most obvious answer you could give uh, to this question. Uh, and maybe you'll trump this one as well. I don't know. Uh, I have Rocky, the original Rocky. Uh, I internet. haven't seen it. And it's okay. It's okay. It's not like it's, you know, where you're from or Creed. anything. Yeah,
1: Creed is in my buried treasure. And that was my original number five. Because of the fact that I haven't seen Rocky and I was like, I feel like I need to have it somewhere in my list. So I do I do recognize yeah. it. I will see it yeah. eventually. It's on my list.
0: It's really good. The original movie <laughs> yeah. is really, speaking of like a movie that somebody poured their passion into, you know, uh, wrote it for themselves, refused to give up on that dream, uh, refused to sell it unless he could, you know, play the main mm. Actor, um, but Rocky is really, really good. It's in it's so different than what the franchise would become, um, yeah. But but it's it's really, really good. So that's my number three. Uh, your number two,
1: I'm very curious to see your reaction to this one. Mm. My number two is Ratatouille uh,
0: Linguini.
1: Linguini is Italian, his mom is called Renata, and I uh-huh. googled it. He's Ita- he's like French Italian, so nice. It counts.
0: It counts.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, what do I have to say about Ratatouille? It, I think it's got one of my favorite score in all of Pixar. Mm. I when we were in Paris earlier this year, um, I literally couldn't wait. We had one day planned where we just got a bunch of food, went home and watched it while in our little paris apartment that we were staying in and i was just you know walking around being like ah it's like in ratatouille i don't know why it just makes paris so much more magical and i love food and i love this movie and it's amazing and i yeah
0: (laughs) yeah ratatouille is amazing if i had even if i had thought about it uh i would have included it on my list for sure (laughs) Um, But uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Linguini certainly uh, is Italian. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, My number two is a bit of a stretch, much more of a stretch than Ratatouille, (laughs) just because I I don't know that you would consider the Italian characters in this movie the main characters, but they play Mm. such a major role. Um, but I'm going with Do the Right Thing uh, Ooh, at number two. No, that was
1: in my honorable mention. So Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it does g- it's
0: definitely got like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Italian, the New York Italian kind of thing uh, is a mm-hmm. very central part of the race relations that are uh, being uh, shown in this movie. I th- I've mentioned many times. I think I, I, I cried the first time I, re- I talked about this movie on the show. Um, it's just it's. It's it's hard for me to watch a movie like this uh, mm. so much after it came out first, like because I caught up on this during the pandemic um, mm. for the first time ever. Wow. I hadn't watched it. And it's so hard to watch it and just go how I mean, the black community has been saying this for how long and mm-hmm. how long has it taken me to mm-hmm. really feel it and listen and understand and because it's police brutality. The movie's about police brutality mm-hmm. in the black community. And um, it's it's so powerful. It's so well done. Um, Spike Lee is just uh, a master. And uh, he's doing yep. masterwork in this movie. And he so. didn't
1: I, win an Oscar.
0: Yeah. High recommend for Do the Right Thing, for yep, sure. it's a great the movie. The Academy didn't do the right thing.
1: Yeah, what did Spike win? Disaster. I'm looking it up. What won instead that year for best writing? I mean, it wasn't even nominated for best picture, but yeah. it was. Dead Poets Society was what won that year. Oh, that was a that was a stacked year between that when Harry met Sally. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, but still, yeah. this is probably. I I love Dead Poets Society, but this was a better screenplay. <laughs>
0: so, I agree. I agree, and yeah. I also like uh, Dead Poets Society. Um, yeah. all right, what's your number one?
1: My number one I mean I trumped it so we all know it's the obvious one and I feel that uh, one of my best friends would have murdered me if I didn't put this <laughs> as our number my number one because it's his favorite film of all time uh-huh. uh, the Godfather of course I also think that it would have been a hate crime against my people if I didn't specifically <laughs> say the Godfather because it's the greatest italian American story of all time and because I watched um, I haven't rewatched it yet. I really should. It's been a while. But I watched, obviously, the show, uh, which escapes the name. The Offer? Me- Thank Thanks you. Someone? The Offer that yeah. came out, yeah, last year. And it gave me an appreciation, just a, a full re-appreciation for the movie. And, you know, I was talking about it with, with with my friend and everything. And it is a three-hour movie that somehow doesn't make me want to rip my eyes out in boredom. You know, like, especially because it was... St- set in it was from the 70s and the setting and just all the chaos behind the scenes and i just think it is one of the greatest movies of all time for a reason and Mm -hmm. you just have to if you're into cinema you have to have an appreciation for the godfather i mean it's still so iconic this day to this day and then also somehow create had a sequel just just the ones like there's two but there's the one (laughs) sequel that somehow some would say you know up and like went even better was even better um Mm -hmm. and was just like at least just as good and so great just fantastic filmmaking
0: yeah, I don't really have a, a ton to add. Uh, it's, you know, it's considered one of the greatest movies ever for a reason. It's it's such a sweeping, broad, epic story mm-hmm. and uh, hard not to get into, even with my predilections against kind of gangster stories. And, you know, especially I'm the same. When someone the thing is, for, I'm literally
1: but- I'm literally the same normally, but I think. I, I When I first watched it, I didn't have as much of an appreciation as I have now. But I will say that was the same with, uh, speaking of what we were talking about before, Do the Right Thing. I watched that in uni for the first time and I was bored. I'm sorry. Um, but now I've rewatched it now that I'm a bit older and wiser and I understand, you know, politics and culture mm-hmm. a little bit more. And it's, it's crazy how, uh, what even a couple of years will do for your understanding or re-understanding yeah, of movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In perspective, that's a good word for it.
0: What what I tell people with the, the Godfather, why I like that and and don't particularly particularly like things uh, like uh, Goodfellas, those kind of things, mm. is I think Francis Ford Coppola has a deeper understanding of the consequence and not just mm. the consequence of the actions, but also the ugliness of the actions as they're happening. Whereas Scorsese oftentimes gets lost in the exuberance of the actions. Yeah. He gets lost in the excitement, in adrenaline of murder or gun violence mm. or whatever it might be. And I just think that's a slight enough difference that The Godfather feels a little more palatable to me yeah. uh, than Goodfellas or some of those other movies. So, um, so there you go. Agreed. That is Agreed. my number four, your number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one, I'm all of a sudden feeling self-conscious. Maybe isn't Italian? Roma? Roma's Italian, right?
1: No, it's Mexican. <laughs> Aaron.
0: Yeah, one of the characters in Roma is from Italy. I know it. I know it's I know it's true. Hold is on. It? Hold on.
1: <laughs> Stand by while we look this up. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is, to be fair, it's confusing uh, mm-hmm. because the the movie's called Roma. So, yes. um But I'm pretty. Isn't it about Alfonso Cuaron's, like growing up?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In Mexico. Uh, So here's here's the mistake. Uh, Just just so you, dear listener, understand what just happened. Uh, Your your uh, beloved host until today uh, did not do his prep until right before the show, and he had quite a day, and was like, oh. Uh, in his search of Italian films oh Roma's an Italian film well that would be 1972 the movie Roma that would be Fellini's Roma that is yeah. an Italian film
1: yeah so, i was like I, I think you got a bit so confused so just to be clear
0: i didn't think about this until just now i just put it down cuz i saw it saw it in my research i was like i love Roma that's, that's that'll be my number 1 uh, so my apologies. Uh, I have that's let okay. you all down and you have every right never to listen to this podcast again. Uh, so.
1: It's all right. You could be a Fellini fan. We don't know. Uh,
0: my number one uh, was and continues to be and has always been Ratatouille. That is my number yes. one. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's challenge.
1: OK. Roman holiday. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Roman yes. holiday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anything.
0: Anything that has that in there. <laughs>
1: Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Amazing Italian film. Really thank just you, Thank you. Thank you. You're
0: really yeah. helping me move on from this, yeah. Alice. I really I really appreciate you know, just helping me put this behind us and move into the honorable mentions. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw out my cousin Vinny because mm-hmm. uh, I do enjoy mm. that movie. Um, I'm sure you have some honorable mentions you wanted to throw out.
1: Yes. Again, not the obvious. I'm sure people were waiting for, like, Goodfellas, Raging Bull, that sort of thing. But I haven't seen him yet, so i don't know um the other ones i have is roman holiday is one uh luca is another one because mm-hmm. uh, like we luca, all yeah. love we love pixar and uh, oh it's just so nice to see italy animated i don't know why um well it's because i'm from there that's why <laughs> um and then wolf of Wall street because i enjoy it it's fun and um Ma- margot robbie's character is italian so mm-hmm. it counts yeah, not La Paglia. That's an Italian name. So we're
0: indeed, good. indeed. Uh, well, quickly moving to something else. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish off. Anyway, we got to go. Bye, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to finish off with a buried treasure. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure that people know about? You're our guest, Alice, so mm-hmm. you will go last. Uh, I'll kick us off. Uh, I've been watching some silent films, uh, just kind of checking off some that uh, I I hadn't really seen Yet, uh, and what I wanted to talk about, uh, isn't really available, uh, any, at the like the major streaming services. So you're going to have to do a hunt for this. Maybe YouTube, some different places might have, uh, at least some pieces of it, but I finally got around to watching the Epic intolerance, love struggle throughout the ages. This is D.W. Griffith. Um, Now, Mm -hmm. you may know D.W. Griffith's name from Birth of a Nation, a very racist movie uh, from the Mm -hmm. year before uh, this came out, which I also uh, just watched recently um, and have many, many things to to say uh, about that movie, but that's for another day, not for right now. (laughs) Uh, But you can follow my letterbox if you want to see some of those things. But intolerance is... It's really interesting to watch what D.W. Griffith is doing in 1916 or whatever um you know 107 years ago because he's he's inventing cinema. He's just inventing what movies are and the way that scenes cut from one scene to another or he'll overlay Uh, You know, one scene over another to use to do special effects or he'll use a certain kind of camera angle or different. things. it's just like, can you imagine just like inventing that stuff? Just like nobody has played in this world before. You're the first into the sandbox and you're doing this incredible stuff. Um, I found the the intercutting stories. Like, you know, people are like, oh man, pulp pop, you know, pulp fiction invented nonlinear intercutting story, you know, stories or whatever. And it's like, uh, let me introduce well. you to the second movie ever made. Uh yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but um but it it's it's really cool. And I, I I also enjoyed what the movie is saying about this idea of love trying to battle uh discrimination and different things like that. It's so ironic to me that this is the movie he made the year after he made Birth of a Nation, like the disconnect uh, to not be able to see how th- his messages in this movie might have applied a year ago to the, the movie he made uh, and the worldview he espoused um, is really interesting to me. I kind of want to mm. do some studying on this. I haven't really studied up on D.W. Griffith and his personal views. Uh, I know there was a, a note card at the beginning of Birth of a Nation that kind of indicates – he, he, not that he was distancing himself from the views, but he there is a thing like you know, we have to see views to understand them. Kind of a free speech kind of uh, warning card. It was really interesting to watch a silent film from 1916 or whatever, and the first thing that comes up is like warning. Uh, you know, controversial I mean, stuff. That happens included. when
1: you watch Aristocats on Disney
0: Plus. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. But this was no, no, no. I don't mean one added afterwards. I mean, oh, this is in the original movie. Really? Um, that yes, is that's interesting. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. So, that oh, no, this, this movie would be full of all the modern warning cards. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, no, I was talking in the moment. But but love struggle throughout the ages really does seem to understand uh, the difference between what it means to lead and live with love and what it means to lead and live, you know, seeking power or you know, money or whatever the case may be. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I found it really interesting. Uh, obviously when you go into a silent film, especially one from 107 years ago, you just, you kind of have to go in with you uh, knowing what it is. You know, you can't, you can't go in, um, expecting super Mario brothers movie. Like you have to, it's not uh... the Avengers, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) So, um, but I think if you're willing to open your mind to it, then it Mm -hmm. might be interesting. It's also interesting watching some of these pre-code movies. Um mm-hmm. because the Haze Code just like shut down the ability of filmmakers completely to say certain things or show certain things. Um mm-hmm. there's uh there's nudity in this movie, there's you know violence in this movie, um that never would have been allowed during the you know, the Hays Code or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't find it exploitative I don't find like it's it's just it works with what the movie is trying to do well it's like um, how it is
1: nowadays you know it's just right. like yeah they just the moral code came in it was because I, I yeah I studied all of this at uni and it was just absolutely fascinating just how intensely the morality got applied and then obviously everyone was like this sucks let's get rid of it <laughs> yeah. after a long yeah. but there it did significantly impact storytelling for a long time like even down to you can kiss but only for this long and you can't move that's why all those older movies when they kiss it's weird because they're like moving their heads but they they're not allowed to move their mouths and so they had to Mm -hmm. show passion in other ways and yeah the way they kind of had to surmount that and how that just wasn't present in the early movies. In the early movies, yeah. they went, they were, you're 100% right, just experimenting with everything. And, like, when I was mm-hmm. in, um, when I was in Paris, sorry, I feel like that person who's just come back from a trip and they're like, <laughs> yes, when I was in. But we went to the Lachaise cemetery and saw the um, tomb of Geor- Georges Méliès, who you might recognize his name from A Trip to the Moon, or if you've seen mm-hmm. Hugo, you'd recognize right. his name. Um, And I remember learning about him because This man invented, like, the science fiction film genre and special effects and storyboards. Like, people didn't use storyboards until he did, and then- Mm -hmm. and he just did all this crazy sci-fi stuff, which- in, uh, like, 1902, you know, he did A Trip to the Moon where it's, like, you didn't have CG or even practical effects. He just, like, it was all practical effects using literally smoke and mirrors, and it's bizarre to watch it now. Absolutely bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting stuff. Uh, it's intolerance, love, struggle throughout the ages. If yes. you can find a way to watch it, I highly recommend it. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Alice? What's your buried treasure?
1: Well, I don't know if this is buried but i we all know your girl loves harry potter well i've said this mm-hmm. before that's not a surprise and i bought a ps5 last year with the specific intention of buying hogwarts legacy when it came out because it was announced like two years ago or something and i was like oh my mm-hmm. god and i f- finished it this week finally i 100 percent of the game it took me 55 hours and Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how much I loved this game. It is beautiful. The the animation is stunning, just, like, mind-blowing. The music, the score, I loved every moment. And the story is actually fascinating. Like, I think they announced that HBO Max is going to be making a show based on the game. And I'm actually, I'm very excited for that because the story is actually really well done made like i I want to see this story in told okay. in a more narrative way, but also just everything about it you know it's set obviously you know over a hundred years before Harry Potter, so none of that like voldemort doesn't exist, none of that exists um and you learn you 're just a student and you're kind of you know involved in this. Uh, ancient kind of ancient magic conspiracy, basically. So this new kind of magic gets introduced and you meet all these new characters and, you know, all the bad guys are completely different bad guys, but also the combat system. Oh, it's so fun. Like you can cast all these spells and you can learn unforgivables, uh, unforgivable curses, and you can cast them. And I will say it is a little bit fun to cast a Vada cadaver on people when you're fighting them. <laughs> um, and my and partner that came was out. The and- last time I
0: decided to be around Alice. <laughs> I was
1: say I was playing it, and I you obviously have a Vada cadaver on there, but it is it is an op because once you cast it, you then it takes a really long time to load back up, so you can't just go there and just kill people immediately. But um, it is I was playing it, and I was uh, fighting against some spiders and casting it, and my partner walked in, and he was horrified he was like why did you kill that spider and I was like it's okay they're evil spiders and I was like torturing other ones and casting imperio on other ones and they have such great animation and also what I like it's one of those games where you can get a good ending a bad ending and a true ending so you don't your character actually you might end up evil you might end up good and then if you go the full thing you can get the full true ending um But, oh, my gosh, it's just so much fun. Like, it's an open-world game. You get to explore. You get to fly hippogriffs. You get to fly brooms. You get to go to classes. You can adopt animals and, like, take care of them, like, unicorns and, um, you know, puffskins. And it's just everything you've ever wanted while reading those books. Where It's like, I want to be a wizard. I got to be a wizard. And I I desperately need there to be a DLC or a sequel because I want more. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because recommend. now your life it's is amazing. empty. Literally, now like, it was all spiders. I wanted to
1: play. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it was, it is fun because the only spells that get, like, full animations, as in separate to the regular, are the unforgivable, unforgivable curses. Um, but then it is just fun, you know, using them within your regular combat and just kind of making it all your own. It's just, yeah, it's really fun. I've played through the whole thing. I, I actually cried. The story made me cry. Like, it was just can recommend if you're a fan of that whole universe to
0: play it there you go that is hogwarts legacy available on ps5 Mm -hmm. uh intolerance love struggle throughout the ages wherever you can find it Mm -hmm. we did it alice we did a podcast congratulations we uh traveled to italy where the movie roma is set and managed to uh (laughs) accomplish some podcasting yeah Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, Huge thanks to producer Phil for producing the show today. Uh, Thank you to Alice for hanging out. Uh, Where do you want people to find you. you?
1: Well, uh, as always, you can find me on sifpop.com, writing many articles. Um, my most recent review that will be coming out soon, I'm sure, is a Mario movie review, so stand mm. by for more, <laughs> more written thoughts on that. Um, otherwise, I have my monthly column of One Stop Pop, so that'll be coming out uh, soon as well, I'm sure. Um, yes, in fact, I think next week it should be coming out uh, with the What, is recommended based on what was most popular last month and then i have a youtube channel with my friend uh clean slate reviews where our most recent video we did a retrospective on the help actually so very interesting Mm. to kind of talk about that 10 years later and where we land especially with the cultural climate and just the Mm -hmm. film itself and yeah yeah, and we have others coming soon as always
0: very cool appreciate you being on the show again alice um hope you don't take any more european trips anytime soon so that we can uh, get you back sooner. no
1: no i have no money left it's okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am thankful that you have no money uh, thank you to uh, speaking of having money. Uh, thank you to our SIFPOP members for uh, supporting what we do. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Go to Patreon.com/sifpop if you want to check out uh, all the fun there and the bonus episodes, all that kind of cool stuff. Lots of ways you can connect with us. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than avoiding a blue shell. We will be back next week with some more movies. haven't quite picked them yet, although I think Renfield will probably be one of them. Um, But we'll see, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye!